now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. What would this rank on the Baymax scale? Of pain? Of, oh, of, of discovering the hidden cocktail wiener in your corn stick. Zero. It be, it's one notch above when you go to take a sip of your drink and you no, think it's water no, and forget that it's Sprite. No. It's like that little surprise. You're about to spit it out. And you're like, oh, wait, yeah, that's right. I did pour Sprite. No, I had, I had the worst. I thought I was drinking orange juice and it was V8. I drink V8 <laughs> daily. But I got to tell you, when you're expecting orange juice and you get tomato... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Orange juice and V8 aren't even the same color. Exactly. (laughs) I wasn't looking. (laughs) Just picked up my juice. Well, sir, that's drinking in the dark again. That's another case of you made your bed. Now, Luna, Luna wakes me up really early. Like three thirty, three thirty-eight. Oh God, that was so annoying. To the point where at at four fifty, does she sleep in your bedroom with you? No. She sleeps in she sleeps in the living room in this palatial bed. You've seen the bed. She burrows herself under her own covers, and there it is. Do you have like a room that she could be closed into? She doesn't like being closed in. I think she'd be a little vocal if that happened. Yeah. She starts. She starts. <laughs> <laughs> so at. At 4.50 this morning, I finally had, had enough of her coming in and waking me up every three minutes. I, I, I went and I got up and she got all excited because I'm up. And then I just closed the door. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. He tricked me. <laughs> so then she was whining at me while I was in the bathroom. <laughs> she was whining at me while I could hear her while I was taking my shower. Whining. 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 Well, you know, you just sound ungrateful to me. Listen. Right? Whatever. What are we going to talk about? I've offered so many times to take her. Yes, I know. I know. You cannot have her. Well, then. She's not for sale. Well, then she's yours, then. Yes, she's mine to deal with as I please. Good or bad, happy or sad, deal with it. Wow. That's rough. It's well, rough. Can, it's I, rough. You heard me. <laughs> uh, Woof. Well, you know, talking about dogs, talking about Amy taking your dogs is something that is always fun and I'm sure enjoyed by many people, my people who have seemed to join us. Hi. Welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney. With me is, let's go with Dean first. Hi, Dean. Having your dog stolen is not good stuff. No, it's not. And then here we have dog napper number one, Amy. Hi, Amy. But it would be good for me. <laughs> yes, you. With I guess good stuff is a matter of perspective at times. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's, that's a good thought. It's not the uh, image of the, uh, the guy with the train of dogs <laughs> on wagons. Oh, yeah. That is goals. That man is goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome I think sometimes the good stuff has to be seen in person you can't just watch it on a video stream uh, yes which is well. Let, let's go in, off into that side topic last night was the live Disney Parks blog event of the Spaceship Earth Death Star Transformation which 
the three of us watched on YouTube. Transformation um, in air quotes. Yeah, transformation. Um, a, a little bit underwhelming. It, but from the people that were actually there, which is what the event was actually for, people to be there in person, it looked really cool. I have to go by their perspective if they were there. What do you mm -hmm. guys think? What do you guys think? I thought it was too much lead up, too much talk. I mean, I, I get they were trying. I guess they were trying to extend it to make it half an hour. But, make uh, it something more than hey, it, look, yeah. projector, and then laser. The laser was really cool. Yeah, that yeah. I have to say, that was neat. Mm -hmm. the, the laser was cool. Um, <laughs> it was great that they had the actor who's going to be in Rogue One. I mean, that was Mads really cool. Mickelson. Yes, I, and that if was... I had been there, I would have yelled out Cassilius because he's from Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. That was very cool. The crowd yes. did not. I don't know how much of us hearing the crowd be underwhelmed was the fact that maybe they didn't have the crowd like mic'd I, very I don't well. think the crowd was mic'd at all. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, it sounded like it was just crickets the entire night, but I think maybe it was because the only people who had microphones were the people on the stage, and so you're not going to pick up the crowd's reaction, but um, I mean, I, th I thought that was cool. I just felt like it was a little too long, a little too much hype, man. <laughs> Maybe make it 20 minutes. But yeah, um, the people who were there seemed to have thought it was totally awesome and everything. It was just hard for me to see the projection onto Spaceship Earth on my computer. I could barely yep. make anything out. I mean, the laser I could totally see, obviously, but the rest of it... Now, when they replayed it at the very end before they said, you know, thanks for watching, when they did that little replay of it, it looked like it was a test run-through, and maybe they had the camera set up on the monorail station. Um... You I turned it, it off by then. I didn't even know they did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I'll say I, I had to turn up the brightness to even get the effect a little better, but when I saw still photos the next morning, like Polly was saying, from folks that were actually there, then I got to appreciate it a little bit more. Right. So I, I mm -hmm. think it is one of those things. And you know, I said this when I, and others that have seen it as well, the, the castle show with the, the icing and the lighting, those do make really cool still photos when you're there, but I, I don't think you get the same effect watching a video as you do when you're there. In no, I agree. And I've said that, you know, kind of all along. Uh, it's consistent in me. I really don't like watching you know, ride videos. Um, I don't like watching shows that are videos unless you got like an elaborate multi-camera setup where you can really, you know, when you're in the audience, you can change where your focus is, um, which makes it all the more impactful. You get to watch the stuff that you want to watch. When you're watching a YouTube, you're watching someone else's vision of it, and it's only two-dimensional. It seems to me like maybe the farther you get away from it, maybe it looks better. You know how some stuff, if you zoom in really far, it gets pixelated. Well, sure, maybe, yeah. Maybe you see the texture of Spaceship Earth too much to be able to see the projection. If you're really tight in on it, like a tight shot like they used last night. But if you get farther away, maybe like on the monorail station or maybe even like in the parking lot, it would be crystal clear. Right. That's fair. <clears throat> mm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Well, I think if nothing else, if someone was down there, this was sort of a nice side attraction, something yeah. a little bit different to do, something to pick up. It was free. It was free. And it was free. It was free. Yeah. It was completely optional. Sign it was after were... the park was closed. Yes. Sign-ups were completely optional. It was free. <laughs> free. So you, so you don't have to pay for it, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, not included with a mission, not included with your purchase of your 1995 Disney ornament. Mm-hmm. Not included with any of that stuff. Um, oh, and people got cupcakes. Yeah, I heard cupcakes. The other thing that I... I didn't hear cupcakes. Yeah, I heard cupcakes. That's the other thing that I read... You know, Dean's real big on cupcakes. I'm excited about that. The other thing I read, and I think, Amy, it's more the point of, you know, where the microphones were. They played kind of that, that alarm before the Death Star fired the green laser. I didn't hear that on the feed at all. Um, one of the people that I follow on Twitter said that that's how they knew they were going to fire the laser again because they, they actually play the alarm again. So, again, I think it's one of those things you, you kind of got to be there mm-hmm. for it to really think, have its impact. Do, do you think this has any legs going forward? No. Are we going to see this again? I don't think no. so either. No, no. I think, if anything, they may add a... Um, Death Star slash Rogue One aspect to the Star Wars shows as they currently exist over at the studios. Oh yeah, I could see that easy. Because if they have some kind, you know, they, they have the very famous, well, you know, the, the production still of it is the hands-on lightsaber and then large white beam of light coming up on the top of the theater. You could very easily put a green laser on the roof and aim it, <laughs> aim it a certain direction. Um, and e- even to the point where timing it with a firework, you know, so that you could have that approximation of the Death Star blowing something up. I mean, that would be really neat. But they as used- for Spaceship Earth, no. They used to have that big inflatable Sorcerer Mickey that they would put on That's top right. of the, uh, the great movie, right? What if they had a big inflatable Death Star <laughs> balloon thing and they just nice. inflated it? I think it. they changed characters in flight. At Disney Springs to just a big Death Star. <laughs> that would be so funny. That's just interesting. You know, they, they did the Mike Wazowski one a couple of years ago. We had the dragon fly over in New Fantasy. Once. They, they have the sort of these, <laughs> yeah, these one-off events that, uh, you know, it's cool because it's kind of neat to see it only once. But at the same time, you su- I'm surprised they haven't found ways to leverage these for other activities. I really think it's pure R&D. You know. Yeah, no, but I've no, haven't. I've seen lots of R and no D. R and D. You would not. You would not see it though. What's R and D? Research and development. Okay. So I think this is. You know, they're, they're working on something. Clearly, they were doing test projections, probably at like four or five in the morning. Um, you know, at on Spaceship Earth, because no one really got a good glimpse of this as they were testing it, but it's not something you just roll, you roll a projector up <laughs> and go, eh, it might See be, if this will work. Yeah, it might be aimed right. You know, no, that's clearly not done. They needed to line up exactly where the hole in the panel was for the laser to shoot out. You know, they had a whole bunch of things they had to work out in mm-hmm. advance. So, you know, I, I think, you know, like I said, it, it might be, like you said, actually, going back to that, that dragon, everybody has said for the longest time, oh, they're going to use that dragon technology over at Pandora. Eh, I don't think so, because that's not really the scale they're going for. Yeah. Um, with those floating mountains, they really have the fake perspective working. If you had this dragon that's 14 feet long, that's going to kind of blow that scale out of, out of the water. 
Now, if you had little tiny, um, like drone-like things flying around, that would work. That could work. That might happen. Who knows? That might. Yeah. Who knows? We'll find <laughs> out next summer. We see drones coming along. So yes. But um, that was a long side note, talking about what, <laughs> talking about coming along. Um, people will be coming along to Walt Disney World. People from all corners of the world, because the world is flat. Um, sure. Uh, I have a map that says so. Right. Yes, I have a projection that says that Africa is smaller than Texas. Um, did you get that from Facebook? Listen, fake news. <laughs> Hashtag. All the rage. All the rage. Share it. You know, it's like trust but verify. It's like, yeah, trust, just send. <laughs> did you get that from a meme? <laughs> mm. Did Willy Wonka tell you this information in a sarcastic manner? Let me just walk you right on over to Snopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Dizzy's going to get busy here. Uh, and really busy. Like, like not just, I can't book a fast pass for how I want to. It's, I can't book a fast pass. Um, what do you guys, what do, you, do you have any tips in your, in your trips? Tips in your trips? Tips and tricks for your trips on Whoa. what to do when it is uber crowded. We're not talking just mega crowded. We're not talking super crowded. We're talking uber crowded. What What is the crowdest <laughs> time you've experienced in the park first? Me? Because I'm, I'm thinking, Christmas well, here, here's the Day. thing, right? Right. So that, that, that's what I'm thinking, right? So there's busy. Yeah. Like the summer's kind of busy. Yes. And then there's like berserk, like 4th of July busy. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like, and I haven't done Christmas day or christmas week i feel like that is in a whole separate category uh from what i understand talking with other people that are locals um christmas week is just barely above fourth of july so if you've experienced fourth of july you kind of have experienced christmas what i can tell you is the temperature makes it a little bit more bearable to be this close to everybody else um but yeah i mean to the point where as an example of busyness we were attempting to leave fantasy land underneath the seating area for Columbia Harbor House and heading towards Frontierland. So now that you got kind of your frame of vision, we're over by the tangled toilets. There's a cast member standing in the middle. They have ropes and stanchions and taped arrows to keep people flowing into Fantasyland on our left and to keep us to the right flowing into Frontier or into Liberty Square and then into Frontierland. They have to manage the traffic like that. And it took us probably 10 minutes to go from the Tangled Toilets to Country Bear Jamboree. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm, I'm bringing up here is because the busy that you get during a Christmas week or during 4th of July is just that extra. This is when we start talking about phase closing yep. and stuff like that. You know, This is when it gets berserk. And there are ways to manage the park during that time if you're, I guess I'll use the word reasonable about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I don't think we're here to talk about those techniques. Obviously, you know, get up early, plan your fast passes. Yeah, same as, yeah. You know, all the other stuff that you would normally do. But this is when maybe you've just, you realize that, okay, they're going to start closing the parks. This is getting a little bit out of hand. You know, what else can I do out there? 
So I think that's that's kind of what um, what we're talking about. I just wanted to yes. frame that out to say we are, you know, I think we're moving beyond the idea of, hey, make sure you're taking in secondary attractions or going to the shows that are people eaters, et cetera, et cetera. This is like people mover has a 45 minute yeah. week. What else do you do? <laughs> so what else do you do? So, okay, so with that framed out, um, you know, I, I could offer up what I think might be my first tip is consider changing parks. I know that sounds weird because we said don't go to the parks, but there are times, and I've seen this on 4th of July, Magic Kingdom is ready to phase close. Epcot is eight deep around the lagoon, <laughs> and you could walk into Animal Kingdom and you know walk onto some of your favorite rides. So that'd be my first thing is to think about maybe... The plan that you had initially for what park you wanted to attend may not be your best bet that day. And obviously, there's software out there, and people have entire businesses dedicated to helping you manage that. But businesses so, that don't sponsor us, so they will remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> unlike, not yet. Unlike, Testa. Un- unlike <laughs> the ma- <laughs> I can't even get the stupid plug out. <laughs> Adventure is out there. Travel. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike adventures out there travel, contact Becca or Dean for your travel needs. Yes. And for a far more professional sounding jingle, listen to <laughs> the Three Clock Radio <laughs> podcast. Or at least at least Kylo Ren. Right. Well, yeah, listen to Kylo. Always listen to Kylo Ren at the end. Yes. I still he hasn't contacted me back about re-recording with you. I think right. he's um, busy. Kylo. Mm-hmm. Is he recording sequels? Perhaps. Anyway, so well, that's a good. That's definitely a good um, first topic of thinking of changing parks. Uh, definitely Animal Kingdom, uh, and then even if you look at which parks open for extra magic hours morning, don't go there. Don't go there exactly. <laughs> or maybe this is your, depending on the the weather that day. Because I know we're talking a little bit about Christmas week here. Maybe it's your time to go to a water park. I, and that actually was going to be my suggestion. Um, typically, one of the water parks is closed for refurbishment, um, but definitely check out a water park, particularly if you rope drop. Rope drop there is like 10. So it's it's not like you're getting up at the uh, <laughs> the dawning of the new day, but uh, you can take your time and, uh, yeah, check out the water park if it's nice and warm. Amy, how about you? Well, are we assuming that the guest is staying on property with this? We could say yes and then say no. Which 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 way do you want to go? Well, my my suggestion was going to be at your resort there are always going to be activities that they have for guests throughout the day such as um pool games. Um, pool parties with music, crafts for kids, Cornhole. maybe maybe a, a guided tour, um, things like that that you can do at your resort. And Cornhole. Yeah, I hear you say, I'm trying to ignore you, sir. As you, as you All right, say. I'll stop heckling. I'll stop heckling. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, there are always... Um, little structured things like that activities for for kids and sometimes they include adults um pool time at the resort though is always good um but yeah there's always things like that and they usually put uh some kind of a schedule in with your check-in packet sometimes it can be found on the on your tv on your in-room resort tv Mm. where they have the channel for each resort 
you know, and with the times and everything. Sometimes it's on there. Um, but yeah, I think they, they have a resort line too that you can call or you can call the front desk and ask. But they always have some kind of activities going on at the resorts, especially during the busy times, so that people who need to just escape the parks altogether. <laughs> the crush of people. Yeah, the throngs of people. Um, you could do that. Also, the transportation. I mean, you could... Uh, this The monorail may not be your best bet for just, like, getting on and chilling not, out for a not while. Lately. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. lately. Yeah. But, uh, you know, getting on a boat and going to Fort Wilderness. You know, resort transportation is free. You could go out there to Fort Wilderness. Um talking about resort activities there's stuff out there to do that you can just do on your own there's there's mm. no times for it like you could go out there and visit the the tricycle d ranch you could see the horses and the ponies and and just wander around out there at fort wilderness for a while you know re- buy cornbread while you're there yeah, you can buy a loaf you can buy cornbread loaf you could get a cornbread loaf yes and you could sit in a rocking chair on the pool porch at trails end and you can eat and your cornbread loaf eat that cornbread loaf yeah they have hula hoops out there I think <laughs> they do they have hula just hoops. like in the old west yeah they have hula hoops i think that's, they have you know, like little known um, fact that's the hoop skirt was invented to hold a hula hoop you're, while you drink yingling right and and wait for pizza you're, <laughs> you're <bust out. laughs> wait for pizza <laughs> <laughs> Wait for your outback pizza. Or- oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. I mean, they have little, just little stuff, games for kids to play. They have a big playground there next to Trails End, so the they kids do. Can climb and it, on that. yeah, my my daughter really enjoyed that playground. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff to do out there at Fort Wilderness. So if you, you wanna- can also rent canoes, I believe you nice. can rent all kinds of watercrafts. Um, you can take advantage of the free watercraft. I mean, you can get on the, you know, you can get on the boat transportation of Disney and just, you know, they, they have that. Like if you want to just get on the monorail and get out, (laughs) get on the monorail (laughs) and like go one stop to the contemporary and then you can go to the back of the contemporary to the boat dock. And like you said, you can rent a boat or you can get on one of the shuttle boats and go to like wilderness lodge or Fort wilderness you yeah, know, those definitely will not be as busy as the boats, the main, well, definitely not the main ferry boats, and certainly not the monorail um, mm-hmm. in the Magic Kingdom area. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, Dean has talked many times about the boat down to Sassagoula um, oh, from yeah. Port Orleans. Um, you know, th- those boats there. Love the friendships that go between the Epcot Center Resorts and the studios. Um, we typically walk just because, you know, I just want to get there faster, but... Fast is not something you kind of you, you kind of put that out of your mind when you're talking the holiday crowds when you're talking about that kind. It's nothing is going to be fast. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Water is very calming. It is. That's, <laughs> that's why true. They put, that's why they put water in the parks. That's why they put you know little lagoons and things in the parks because water has a calming effect on people. And so, if if you need to just you know if you're someone with you know a little bit of anxiety in crowds, you know you just can't don't do well in crowds. Number one, what are you doing there that time of year? But anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you just need to you know get out, go get them on one of the boats go get them on the transportation boats and just sit there yep just sit there for a while 
one thing Amy mentioned is whether or not you're staying there. That for some of these activities, it doesn't matter. Right. right. So if you're trying to get into a pool, yeah, you need to be staying at the resort. In certain pools, you will actually have to scan in to get there. Mm -hmm. But some of the other things that we're talking about, and, and even just visiting the resorts to tour, to shop, to see if you're there Christmas week, we're talking about seeing holiday decorations like we talked previously. Those are all things you can do regardless of where you're staying. Yes. Right. And you can walk from the Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary. That's another thing. If you're at the Magic Kingdom... And you want to just go to, yes. you know, somewhere quieter to go and sit and relax and, you know, sort of calm your mind. Because the busy parks are, you know, a little stressful. If you want to just go somewhere to chill out for a while, you can walk and not have to take any resort transportation. Walk from the Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary Resort. And they have at least one story there of nothing but like ballrooms and there's usually nobody there and they have really nice seating like couches and stuff yep so you could just go there and get some quiet you know recharge your electronics maybe and you know let your kids run back and forth down the hallway <laughs> you know let them just run in the space you know that's what i used to love to do when i was a kid is just you know if there was an open space just run you know so. Yeah, and, and on that note, um, also there are there's some seating upstairs from the lobby in the contemporary, but you're not quite onto the main level, like the main concourse where the monorail goes through. Right, it's um, like the, and, the ballrooms of the Americas or something like that. Yeah, well, like no, not not even floor. Yes, yeah, they yeah. they definitely have those. Um, you know, kind of right outside where the elevator is to go up to California Grill. Right, yeah, that's um, what I'm and, talking about. Uh -huh. Yeah particularly earlier in the day when California Grill is not going to be seating people. Um, that place is a ghost town. Mm -hmm. um, the other place I can recommend, and sometimes they have these, and this was going to be uh, my recommendation, see if they have, and this is something for later in the night, which resorts are showing movies on the beach or movies on the, on the um, uh, movies in the glade, I guess they call it. Um, at Fort Wilderness, there is a more, I'll say, a structured movies by campfire. Uh, that they do but you know it's one of those things that again you don't have to show any kind of id you just kind of show up and you get to watch a movie um it's something that takes you out of the parks they generally do it after you know sun goes down but if, if we're talking this time of year six o'clock could be the movie start time um it also gets you a little bit off schedule when it comes to scheduling your dining which is a good thing um you're not trying to get that adr with everybody else at six o'clock um and, uh, and, I mean, we've, we've seen movies in the inflatable screens at the Poly. We've seen them at Boardwalk. We've seen them. Uh, and it's funny, at Boardwalk, it was like in that courtyard on the other side. You wouldn't even think about it. You know, when, when you think of the layout of Boardwalk, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess they can watch a movie here. Um, we saw it at uh, the Contemporary, like I said, and there's a large stretch of grass. You talked about kids running back and forth. If the weather's nice. Behind the Contemporary on uh, Bay Lake, huge stretch of grass. Just run. Just run. Run, Forest, run. Right there. Mm -hmm. um, we'll take a cool picture at that Mickey structure. Yes. That, that metal Mickey thing that's yeah. there. That's a great photo. That is a good photo. And not a lot, yeah, of, people, not a lot of people get to that side. You know, it, the only no. reason that we were there is because we were staying at Bay Lake Tower. That's the only reason that we were over there. But you, you just brought up actually something else that was on my list, which is eat at off times. Yep. Because the crowd's... They're not only in the parks, they roll into the restaurants too. Particularly and in the so, in-park restaurants. <laughs> particularly the in-park restaurants, exactly. So don't be afraid to take that last breakfast ADR or 
maybe the first lunch or eat midday and then snack late at night, that kind of thing. Because if, particularly if you haven't planned, trying to go into any counter service oh. restaurant between, say, 4.30 and 7 o'clock no. will pretty much be out of control. I mean, we were, like I said, we were there Christmas week. I think we ate dinner one night at Cosmic Ray's. Uh... 9 30 p.m and we still had a half an hour wait just to order so get to the park as early as you can during the busy season because that's always important and then eat your meals as early as you can so i would say during the off season places like cosmic rays will start serving lunch at 10 30 in the morning yeah. I would say maybe in the off season it could be like ten. I don't know, but in the off season, I, in the no, I'm I'm saying in the off season they they start serving at ten thirty for lunch. I'm saying oh, in, the, okay. in the busy season it might be earlier. I don't know, ah. but um, I would say maybe like when they open for lunch, maybe eat a light breakfast or no breakfast, and then go and have your lunch between ten thirty and eleven, and then get out. Because, <laughs> because, like, when it starts getting close to noontime is when you're just going to be inundated with people at the counter service places. Just yeah. inundated. And also there are a lot of carts throughout the park that yeah. serve. So this are pretty good food that you could sort of snack on or, or piecemeal together something more substantial. If you go by Pecos Bill and it's like, as usual, a sea of humanity and waterfowl and bird life. If you want to, if you want to avoid that trap, you know, you, you can go and maybe get, you know, a hot dog or a baked potato over close to the Hall of Presidents. You know, you can piece together a meal from some of these carts and places that are out along the water. Go over to the Grand Floridian and get the uh, was it the Idaho dog? It's the hot dog and a baked potato. And a potato. Go over to Grand Grand Flo's house and get and get some get some food over at Grand Grand's. Get yourself a sour boner. You know what's funny is you mentioned Grand Grand's and it's on my list to go to Granny Flo's and get a tea. Oh yeah, high tea. Have you guys ever done the tea there? My wife and daughter did. I have not. Yeah, they have a kid's tea. They have a more formal tea that's probably more populated by adults. But yes. it's those kind of things that, and I don't want to say you want to pass the time, but you know, take up a couple of hours in the afternoon, an experience that you're probably not going to do on a sort of normal day or a normal trip. So it's a you know special experience, a little bit out of the way, a little bit offbeat, and probably not nearly as crowded as some of the other options you'd have. So anytime you can get over to Granny Flows, it's worth it. Yeah, and piggybacking off what Amy said, uh, check with your resort, particularly if you're staying at a deluxe resort. See if they have tours. Some of the resorts um, in particular will have, um, and I know that I, the only experience I have with this is at Hilton Head, but um, when I talked to the tour guide there, they said that they do this at the deluxes and the DVCs. Um, where they will give you like a, a, a history walking tour of the resort, how it came to be, what it might have been, um, some some oddities about its construction. You might notice that a building is facing a certain way. That's because of this. Um, you know that that kind of stuff is neat. Uh, and then you know, of course, the other thing that I'm thinking of right off the top of my head is over at the uh, used to be called the Iron Spike Room at the Wilderness Lodge Villas. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is that what is that still what it's called? I think That's what I still call it. I think yeah. that is what I think that is what it's still called. Okay, I think so. I thought they changed the name for some reason. It's the Carewood Pacific Room or something. But um, in oh, any event, yeah, 
I know what you're talking. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah. And now it's like the Wilderness Lodge Villas is now like the Boulder Ridge Villas or something. I, yeah. Now. yeah. Yeah. So, Whatever. you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of the pool retheming. Um, but, you know, just the Wilderness Lodge itself has really been built around, um, you know, definitely around the indigenous trees because they can't plant those trees there. Those are huge. Um, but also how it's been, how the lodge itself was constructed with that central water feature, which leads to the pool and all of that other stuff. It's really neat. Um, and, you know, check, check that out. Yeah, piggybacking that, I mean, Animal Kingdom Lodge does tours, certainly the Wilderness Lodge. Uh, and I think if you just ask at some of your other resorts, uh, Beach Club used to do something. Um, you know, you can get a little bit of that history or get some of the documents. That, you know, the, Remember when they used to do the newsletters at yes. every resort? Yes. You know, you don't really get that anymore. No, I think it's nice on the... because they had yeah, the, the, the passing information. I think it's but, on the TV now, but yeah, it's yeah. not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the it's same. totally not the same. But, you know, that, that kind of information, uh, even if you just talk to your front desk, if they don't have a formal tour, we'll have some of the other details we've talked about. There'll be times during the busy season where some of the deluxe resorts will even have character meet and greets. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just another way that they can help spread the crowds and have folks um, staying back at their resort or doing things at the resort beyond the norm. Something totally random that just popped into my head. We don't do that here. <laughs> was Surrey bike rentals. Oh boy. And yeah. yes. Now Love I'm, I'm kind of wondering how impeded you would be by the throngs of people walking around. Like if, uh, you, if you rent one on Crescent Lake. I'm yeah, that thinking, one you might be impeded. Yeah. Um, the one at Saratoga Springs would probably be fantastic. Saratoga. I know they've also started renting them at Old Key West. Um, Old Key West now, they also have, like, actual bicycle rental. Now, right. I don't know if you have to be staying at the resort to rent a bike, but Old Key West is a place, it's, it's kind of a sprawling resort, and so you could bike around there and see some stuff. I would say probably Caribbean Beach Resort, maybe they rent bikes as well. I don't know about Surrey's because I haven't stayed there, but I'm guessing some of the bigger resorts, you could rent things like bikes or Surrey's and, you know, throw your family on there and, you know, bike around and see, I mean, it's fun. And like y the kids can like ring the bell be super oh, obnoxious yeah. with the bell, like ring it in people's faces. And hey, the big kids like to ring that bell too. Oh yes. yeah. And, and if you don't know what we're talking about with the Surrey bike, it's basically, it's a, it's a four wheeled four or five personed bike. Uh, it's more like a pedal powered car. Um, open wagon type open, of yeah open wagon you know there's no real sides it's all kind of tubular steel you're wet you feel like you're about eight feet in the air <laughs> when you're on it um, and you can get a good head of steam <laughs> if everyone is pedaling Amy Amy keep pedaling are you are you saying that I would take a loop off and like I don't, hold my feet up and not pedal I'm not saying that you would do that, but I am vastly inferring that you would do that. Are you <laughs> insinuating that I would not, that I would just like put my feet up on the dash and just not, <laughs> and let I you think... guys, and let you guys pedal? I mean, it does sound very tempting. Right by that hill, we're by the dolphin too. I could just see yeah. us do all the workload over there. Oh yeah, it, on the on the inclines. Yeah. yeah. From oh, experience, yeah. that part isn't the bad one. It's when the boardwalk ends and you are going up 
to the bridge that goes over where the friendship boats pass. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yes. That is a steep. Oh. But when you go down the other side, oh, it's fantastic. Beach club. Oh yes. man, that's when you just like hold your hold your arms out like your Titanic moment and just that's like when you <laughs> and just go. That's when your bell ringer needs to be on their game. Oh yeah. Because people need to know that you're coming. Yes, yeah. they need to know that you are coming. You were coming quickly. in hot. <laughs> uh, you know, we're talking about the resorts, um, and I think you know now with the expansion of Disney Springs, and certainly including the town center, might be one of those things that we did do this during our Christmas week. Um, after two days of full-on park, go, 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 go. We took a break. It was, I think, the Wednesday or the Thursday on our trip. And we just took the, well, for us, we took a walk from Saratoga Springs over to what was then downtown Disney, perused the shops. We got there, again, rope drop, had breakfast at Earl of Sandwich, Dean's favorite place, for breakfast. And we really just took... Go to Wolfgang Puck Express. Well, you could do that, too. Um, <laughs> or you could, or, you know, depending on the time of day, you can get your gospel brunch on over at the uh, aforementioned House of Blues. Or skip breakfast and have 11 o'clock sushi at Splitsville. There you go. What time can you start bowling? I think it's 10.30. I don't have that in front of me, but no, it's, it's relatively early in the morning. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anyway, my point is, we basically walked around, browsed. It got busier as the day went on, but that's when we took a bus and we, we played Resort Roulette. The next bus that came is the bus, is the resort that we went to. And we hung out there. Um, it just so happened it was the Grand Floridian, you know, of course. Um, so that's where we decided to have lunch. We went to the Grand Floridian Cafe. Highly recommended. Kind of under underrated gem there. Granny um, Flo's doors are always open. She always loves to see you. Always. Um, and, you know, we, we just kind of did that day just really playing it by ear, walking around, seeing what we could see, walked around a little bit. I think we um, walked over to the Wedding Pavilion because I'd never been there before. Um, just to see, yeah, just to see it, you know, it, just take your time. The next day, we were right back into the parks and back into the madness. But <laughs> it was nice to have that one day of just nothing. No ADR was booked. No fast passes were trying to be had. No time to get up and go do something. No fireworks that we were trying to meet. Although, you know, if we had, if we happened to have been at an Epcot resort, we could have walked up to the bridge, seen illuminations. Um, you know, if you happen to be near the Magic Kingdom, you know, like I said, if we were at the Grand Floridian walking over to the Poly and catching out those fireworks, you don't have to though. I think. And that- confirming those hours, it's it's ten thirty on Monday through Friday, ten o'clock Saturday. Ooh. But I, I think what your point it, it, that probably should be highlighted is, if you'd normally be someone who goes to the park in the morning and then takes in Disney Springs in the afternoon and evening. Yeah. The whole idea is to be doing things when people aren't. Right. So that's why your early morning Disney Springs, it's empty. maybe a breakfast or early lunch, is is the time to be there and then kind of reverse your day. Yeah, I mean, because I, I got to tell you, I walked over there with my brother-in-law. I mean, we would walk over there anyway just to get coffee in the morning. Where we were in Congress Park, it was closer to walk to Disney Springs than it was to walk to the grandstand <laughs> to get coffee from Artist Palette. Um, so that was kind of funny. So we walk, you know, we'd walk over there with our refillable mugs, and they'd say, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> we would, <laughs> we would pay the refill fee because um, you know it's not free. 
uh, when you're not on the uh, when you're not on your resort. But uh, you know, it's, but that might be different now with rapid fill. I'm not sure how that works. I'm pretty sure you still can't bring it over. But they will gladly not give you a cup if you tell you if you tell them that you have a cup. You just got to pay for it. Um, and we got our breakfast. And when I tell you that within 10 minutes of it opening, there were probably 40 people. But walking around, there really wasn't anybody. So it's very pleasant experience walking around downtown Disney at that time. Definitely. A question that people usually have around the holiday season is, can I go and watch the fireworks from the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, from the beaches, if I'm not staying there? Good luck, bro. Uh, Good luck, bro. Um, (laughs) The stories that I always hear about the beach at the Polynesian during the really busy times is that they do have cast members who will have now who will have the little handheld scanner deals for the magic bands and they'll be checking to see if the people who are there are really staying there or not if it's super busy because the beach will get packed with guests who are actually staying there you know they want to be able to come and use their beach not everybody can be in dean's poly bungalow Right. <laughs> Getting blown away by the fairy <laughs> horns at like six in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, the people who are staying there, they want to be able to enjoy their beach. And, they're, you know, there's people from other resorts or people who aren't even staying at Walt Disney World, you know, coming over by foot or whatever from the transportation ticket center and coming and, you know, camping out and... Oh, you mean exactly like what I just outlined. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying if it's a really, really busy time, yes. I wouldn't count on being able to do that, especially at the Polynesian because they've been really... They've been... You know, they've been Agreed. Yeah, they've been getting, well, I mean, and then you read stories about, you know, well, I was staying at the Polynesian and I had a ground floor room and I looked out and my deck furniture was gone because yeah. people are actually like taking the deck animals. furniture to people the People are animals. <laughs> people are crazy, man. And so I'm just saying, you know, maybe, maybe don't plan on being able to do the Polynesian for fireworks if it's super busy. Nope. Hang you out know. at the wedding pavilion instead. Yeah. <laughs> a wedding. Crash your wedding. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just, just saying. saying. No, your no. point is well made. And, e- and even like what I was talking about, you know, it, but if you walk around Disney Springs when it first opens, maybe do a couple hours of shopping, uh, you know, like I said, play resort bus roulette. I mean, you never know where you're going to end up. Um, you know, our particular day ended up at the Grand Floridian, but I think we headed back to Disney Springs well before dinner time. Um, so, you know, that, that fireworks part was just something of, yeah, give it a shot, but you are a hundred percent right over at the poly. Probably not. You might have a better chance of getting over to the contemporary and going up to the deck, that patio that we were discussing as possibly being closed for the monorail crawl, uh, that they're doing the highway in the sky dining package. But, um, yeah. I do want to say this, though, is that there's more than one beach at the Polynesian. and There there's are also, several. There's also the beach that connects over towards the Grand Floridian, sort of goes around. So, depending on visibility, because I know that they do have, like, those little islands that are in Seven Seas Lagoon that have the Fireworks trees Fireworks are up. miles in the air. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you want to see, like, the lower ones or, like, 
yep. if you're saying, oh, I want to be able to see the castle, well, you're probably people not going to be able to. People get obsessed with having the castle centered. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I do. You know, I do. So, so if you're just wanting to see the fireworks, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different vantage points that aren't going to be as crowded as the perfectly centered Polynesian beach. You know, you might just have to walk a while, you know, to the left or to the right. But there's a lot of beaches around Seven Seas Lagoon, and you might even be able to see some fireworks, like, like over by like Fort Wilderness. If you look, if you're standing on the Fort Wilderness Beach and you're looking towards the Contemporary, that's where the fireworks are going to be. You could probably see them from there. So there's a lot of different places. And then if you're going to be thinking about being able to see the Epcot fireworks, there's all kinds of places around Crescent Lake and all of that. So and then you might even be able to see the ones from the studios as well if you're over there. So, yep. And alligators optional. Oh, Polly, you had to go and make it dark. Why did you make it dark? I thought he was talking about a snack. Like we could, yeah, gator. Open up an alligator cart. And, you could have some alligator nuggets. And Polly. And Polly's might. You know, that's actually a good point. And Polly's might actually be open. Well, yeah. uh, all those seasonal restaurants oh, yeah. that you normally walk by, you know, Tortuga Tavern, yeah. Diamond Horseshoe, the uh, Tomorrowland Terrace, and Aunt Polly's. Oh, yeah. Those places actually open up when it's crazy busy, like yeah. you're talking about. So uh-huh. the, it, that was the first you know, time I saw El Pareto El Perico open before it became Tortuga's Tavern, was when we went for right. Christmas. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This place is actually open. Right, and as someone who's been there frequently, and it's just one of those things where you get excited that say, yes. "Hey, uh, I've never eaten here before because it's never open on Can my I normal trip." Can I tell you, so. Tomorrowland Terrace was open. Yeah, see, that's how you know it's been. When Tomorrowland <laughs> Terrace is open, you need to devise your escape plan <laughs> because that well, means it's uh, super busy. Yeah, although the seating over there is good if you get a hot dog from the lunching pad, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. They have a chicken sandwich and a, uh, a steak salad that isn't terrible at the uh, Tomorrowland Terrace. <laughs> Glowing review from Dean. Quote, well, it's not terrible. The, the chicken sandwich was good. The steak salad wasn't terrible. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that, that's a place where they used to do the dessert parties for fireworks viewing yes. and stuff. So that's that's obviously not going to be available because there are going to be regular guests there eating their meals at, like you said, people having dinner at 9 o'clock at night right. at Tomorrowland Yeah, and, and actually that was before the dessert parties. That was our favorite spot to catch the fireworks because um, we could go, you know, get a seat. This was when my kid was like maybe a year old. Um, you know, we, we, you can get a seat. You can put down your bags. You can put your feet, not necessarily up, but you can just get off them because at this point you've been in the parks for that long and then you got a nice spot for the fireworks. Then the dessert party started, so, so we found our new favorite spot over in Frontierland. I'm just imagining checking out at Casey's Corner and getting like my bucket of, you know, <laughs> corn dog Your nuggets. Bucket of, nugs. Yeah, bucket of my, nugs. Bucket of nugs and thinking like, where am I going to sit? Well, Tomorrowland Terrace is right across <laughs> the way and that has a lot more seating oh my than God. Casey's. Casey's yeah, is like, yeah, no, you're, you're right. It. It, for a 10 o'clock fireworks show, that Main Street's going to start filling up at oh, 8. And, and they're not going to let you cross. Nugs. That's what I'm thinking. It's going to take you 35 minutes to cross and get over there because of the amount of people and the traffic. It's going to be like a salmon, like a salmon spawn. Like you're just like fighting with all these people. See humanity to get across, man. All right. Let's see if we can wrangle this part, this this one little part. Do you have a favorite hidden nook in a theme park that you like to go to? 
and I'm thinking of one right now that you brought that you brought up. I'll let you guys think about it. So I'm thinking of the benches that are right outside of the baby care stations. No one goes down there because if you're on your way there, you're going to first aid or you have a kid and you need to take care of that kid, whether it's medication or feeding time for infants, so on and so forth. Those benches are hardly ever used. It's very quiet. It's very nice. You can sit down and relax. I wonder if, like, the overflow of people waiting for Crystal Palace. They don't. They don't go that far. No, yeah, they never go down that far. They're more likely to lean against the railing or sit on the ground. Or they're trying to line up for the PhotoPass photographer. Oh, yeah, Yeah. like the the very randomly placed, surrounded by strollers, PhotoPass photographer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That's good, though. That's good that there's, like, it doesn't extend far down. All the melee from Crystal Palace. Yeah, and Epcot, it's even more out of the way over at the former Odyssey restaurant. The Um, Odyssey. The Odyssey. You really have to, you have to want to go there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) To go there. Because it's not a shortcut to Mexico, nor is it a shortcut to Test Track. It, you look at it on a map and go, uh, no, <laughs> this pathway goes way. It, it makes like a dog leg to the left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking for the Iliad and I can't find it. No, can't find it. Just the Odyssey. Nice work, Homer. There you go. So while you're at Epcot, I think I've said it before, but the, uh, the gardens in the back of the UK pavilion. Yes. That is our usually go-to get out of the way, you know, grab a beer, have a little snack back there. That's but fantastic. If you, if you want to stay in the Magic Kingdom... Um, and this is more of a, something we would do like at a breakfast time. You know, and I, I do drink Starbucks, so we'll grab a Starbucks coffee and, and maybe an egg sandwich or something. If you take a right as you're going down Main Street, like by the um, Uptown Jewelry Store, mm-hmm. there's an alcove back there, and it's like a cobblestone uh, road, and there's some tables tucked way in the back. And we kind of like to sit back there, relax, and there's a little bit of hidden magic if you're sitting underneath the right window. Yes. That's where you can actually hear some tap dancing lessons or singing lessons going on. Now, if the park is over insane, insane, overly crowded, it'll be too noisy. You may not hear it. Um, but I think even if you grab that spot, like I said, at breakfast time, there's probably there's really no reason for people to wander down there. No, that people there generally is a cast just member, cut through store to store. Yeah, there is a cast member <laughs> entrance back there. When I was on the backstage magic, we actually came out there. Um, yeah, you'll get cast members to yes. come past you, but not a but crowd not of day folks crowd, that are no. going to... Yeah. So it's a nice tucked away place if you you know needed to give your child a snack or get off your feet for a few minutes. Like I said, there are some tables and chairs down there, and you know I, I always like hearing that little extra you know, plussed up atmosphere that's going on. Yeah, Amy, do you shout, have a tucked out of the way space? Shout out to Carrie, One Golden Sun. That's where I met her for the first time. It was on that little street there. I got our Starbucks and had her Starbucks waiting for her, and she came and met wait, me there. Wait. Tap dancing or singing? <laughs> I was doing neither. I was stuffing my face with a chocolate croissant and just <laughs> you go. <laughs> so you could have heard me like scarfing. I was sitting. I didn't know that I was sitting like right next to the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom window either. So like people were walking up and like doing the little window, and I'm sitting there just eating, like watching them. Like, oh hey, that looks interesting, and I'm like <laughs> like half <laughs> halfway in the way of what they're doing. So. <laughs> So yeah, that's where I first met her. But yeah, my favorite, I think my favorite little alcove is going to be, and it's convenient 
conveniently located close to a Walt Disney World Railroad station. It's going to be mm. over in Storybook Circus, where they used to have the Fast Pass kiosks over if you walk towards the train station, and then you're going to have Pete's Silly Sideshow to the left, and Big Chop Treats is going to be sort of behind you. They've, they've got a little tent set up there, and it's got what looks like just random furniture and things in there. There used to be Fast Pass kiosks there, and they took those out. So now there's seating back in there, and it's covered. And there are also outlets. So you could plug in your phone there and let that be charging while you sit there. Now, last time I was there, all of that was still there. Now, I don't know if any of the seating has been removed or any of that stuff, but if it's still there, that's a good place to sit. You can listen to some great background music there, the little loop they have playing, and then you can watch the trains come and go. So that would be my little alcove, my favorite one to sit and maybe, you know, charge your phone because I don't think people necessarily know that that's even back there. I mean, it is really secluded and it's past everything else. I would say that's the farthest eastward, you know, if you're looking at a map of the park, I'd say that's the farthest eastward corner. So I think that's a good place. That is a good place. Anything in uh, the studios you can think of? Do they have any alcoves left? Let's see. If you go next to a construction wall in the back. Because I actually, I do, I do have a spot. It's by the exit to the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Well, that there is are, still there. Yeah, that is still there. <laughs> for now. Uh, for now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those places that, again, unless the show is letting out, no one's going to be there. There's no reason to go there. There are some props, and I think there's a couple benches. Um, just hang out. You, st- you, you have to enjoy John Williams' music <laughs> because you, you will be getting the Indiana Jones theme over and over <laughs> and over again. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun theme to listen to, the Raiders' March. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's one place in the studios that I can think of that is definitely still there for right now. Um, one of the places that I used to enjoy is over at the now defunct Art of Animation exhibit. Um, the Magic of Disney Animation exhibit is um, the the now current queue for the Playhouse Disney or Disney Junior. Uh, that used to be just kind of like a, an out of the way meet and greet for characters. Now I think they push the meet and greet a little bit more front and center if they still do it. Um, just to keep the kids entertained in line, but they have made that into a queue. There used to be a really nice, that you know, they had kind of that studio look. You're right next to the animation building, and it had like the glass block wall behind you, and you could just kind of sit and relax right there. And that music is way different. <laughs> that's the uh, <laughs> that's the animation courtyard, courtyard music, um, so that was nice. I'm looking forward to seeing how the Muppets area is at the studios, how much of that is left, because that used to be sort of a quiet area. Like the the outdoor seating for now it's Pizza Rizzo. It used to be Pizza Planet back there, because once you get past the Muppets, there's not much left. I mean, there's Mama Melrose's restaurant, and then that's pretty much it. So back in there, there's not that many people, because there's nothing back there to do. So you could sit down and maybe be 
you know, undercover there where the overhang is for what's now Pizza Rizzo. And you could, you know, hear more nice background music back there. So, and there's a gift shop back there. I think it's stage one. Mm-hmm. There's a nice gift shop. And then there's also the Christmas shop that has ornaments and stuff back there. But as far as major attractions, once you pass Star Tours and go back to Muppets Courtyard, there's nothing more back there. So that might be a nice, quiet area for the future. That was exactly the spot I was going to say. And I'm it's actually... sorry! <laughs> no, I'm it's so perfect. Sorry. No, no, you're, you're reading my mind. That was perfect. You can and, sit and in the test car for the um, <laughs> sci-fi dine-in. Well, <laughs> Well, and the thing is, you get even less foot. You get less foot traffic there now because there are walls up that make it so you can't yeah. do the whole circular loop. So, mm-hmm. like you know, I used to walk past um, Toy Story Midway Mania, oh. and you come out the other side. That's all walled off now. Yeah. So, unless you have a reason to head down past Toy Story Midway Mania, there's no flow that way. So when you're on the other side of that wall, which is basically you know, over on that Muppet side, uh, it, it's really cut down foot traffic even more. And I do love that little store back there, Stage One. So that is a uh, there's a lot of great Muppet gags that are tying back to the early movies. Yes. There are. So that, yes, yeah. I love it. Muppet gags. That truly is the good stuff. This has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at adventuresoutthertravel.com on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, adventuresoutthertravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast, and please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. Yeah. Eat early or late if you can. Get to the right. park as early as you can and then if you can eat lunch at like i know in the off season like cosmic rays opens at 10 actually 30. amy could you say could you say this part again because i think dean is eating a uh, hard candy or something <laughs> no i'm not eating anything but i keep hearing your collar you're not hearing my collar i heard something nope i heard something too <laughs> must be amy <laughs> oh, i'm just sitting here i'm sorry amy i heard your collar we heard something <laughs> I'm saying, okay, I'll try to be more still and not, like, gesticulate. But, uh... But a hard candy sounds good now. I wish I had some candy. Mm, butterscotch <laughs> dum-dums. Pizza-flavored dum-dum. Oh, gross. Um, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah. Well, Muppet gags. Oh, God. I can't speak today. Clearly, I need to eat lunch. <laughs> Eating lunch is the good stuff. <laughs> Let me say it again. <laughs> It's like in Mike Tyson's punch out when you go pink and then you pass out and like you're frantically hitting the A and B buttons, you know, trying to get up. That was me. It it was, it was like the crane kick in Karate Kid. If done right, no can defend. (laughs) Does that make Polly bald bull? No. (laughs) Piston hurricane. There you go. Oh my gosh. 
You know, I didn't realize the double entendre of Glass Joe until like 30, 30 to 40 years later, it feels what? like. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, my God. You know, I, okay, Glass Jaw. I think I heard it, and then it like clicked in my head. Uh, but also, he's transparent. Yeah. You see through him. It, it probably is busier now that Aloha Isle has switched um, places with uh, where, where the, switch, the citrus swirl. Um, but sunshine, there is, sunshine Tree sunshine, Terrace? Yeah, the Sunshine Tree Terrace. The seating that I used to enjoy is just past a lo- the former... Oh, God. Let me say this again. The seating I'm thinking of is just past Sunshine Tree Terrace. Used to be Aloha Isle, and it's if you're walking into Adventureland, it's on your right. If you don't look, you'll actually miss it. It's like right across from Swiss Family Treehouse, and there's this little alcove of seating that is there. I used to love sitting there, and there's a plug. <laughs> there's an outlet you can plug in your phone if you need to. So that's fantastic. I think I think that is now the entrance to wah, wah. Jungle Cruise Skipper Canteen Restaurant. See, and this is oh. why. <laughs> I think it is. I know what you're talking about. It's, oh. it's the little like semicircle yes. thing. I thought the Jungle yeah. Cruise Skipper Canteen was on the other. No, no, it makes sense that it would be there. It's All right, I have right. another nook. I have another it's on nook. the right. Yeah, this one's a little bit cheating. From what I understand, um, SeaWorld Holiday is fantastic. The yeah, stuff that people they do say there. it's great. Yeah. yeah. G- Gaylord Palms. Um, now that's ice. You know what SeaWorld should do? They should start having orc- orca wells. Oh, boy. Just, like, just take them out of the ocean and, Listen and put you. them in tanks. Listen to you. They should have <laughs> They should have somehow bought the Osborne lights. I want to yeah, and just put them on the orcas. No! Yeah. Electricity and water, that goes really well together. Right. You guys how about, just how about oh. then they could serve fried okra. What if they oh, wait. <laughs> nice and they could ho- have it hosted by Oprah? Um, <laughs> what what if SeaWorld just put all their tanks and everything just filled with electric eels? They'd have a theme song. Electric blue. It's electric. Boogie boogie boogie. boogie. <laughs> Amy, you can't. Feel Amy it. is completely dumbfounded and shocked. And this just You know it's there. <laughs> it just goes so dark so quickly. Yep. Jingle bell, jingle bam. Oh, love it. You know, he's a joker. That's Stephen Boy. He's, he's a, a late night toker. <laughs> <laughs> Plays his music on the run. I love that we're all of an age that we can make those jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that and Blues Traveler. Yeah. Oh, I hate Why you want to give me the too. runaround? You know, I, I, I like Blues Traveler when it's in text and I can't hear them. Oh, you heard them in your head already. Right. Oh, listen. Blues Traveler's not so bad. That's why I did, that, was it Furious Harmonica? <laughs> <laughs> That's an earworm you can't get out from. <laughs>